Today, we're talking about a phenomenon I've seen across the board in entrepreneurship that I think is preventing people from achieving their true potential in both business and in life. It's it's stripping them from the possibility of the satisfaction that they're craving, so they keep pushing and trying to achieve, but never actually feeling that fulfillment. And that phenomenon is the need to keep up appearances. It's this smoke and mirrors that is blanketed across entrepreneurs, you know, almost as a whole. And it's used to put up whatever facade necessary to look successful or to look together or to look like you have this amazing life or thriving business when in reality you're human like everybody else and there are ups and downs to the journey or maybe you're earlier in the process than you're willing to admit or maybe you've walked through a really tough season. So especially with the rise of social media, there's this extra pressure and a stigma that comes with running a front-facing business to keep up with the Joneses. But what damage is it doing? And are you playing into it? Maybe without even fully realizing it. Maybe you're hearing what I'm saying. You're like, oh yeah, totally. People do that all the time. But if you were to comb through your content and the conversations you have with your clients and what you put out on the internet, are you doing it a little bit too? So let's talk about why I took a break from joining a mastermind myself because of this very thing. Uh, how to break free of the smoke and mirrors culture that is creating a lot of curated squares, but very shallow businesses and vapid business owners, two things that you don't want or don't want to be. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Let me date myself for a minute here. <laughs> what would happen if you tried to put your destination into MapQuest? Yes, I said MapQuest. I still remember printing those out to get to a friend's house that I hadn't been to before. And you didn't put an accurate starting point in. So you put the destination of where you wanted to go. But instead of putting the starting point from where you actually were, maybe from your parents' house, like me as a kid, you put in some house in another town, right? Okay, so for you new age folks, we'll say you put the destination into the GPS with your location services turned off. So like, you're like, oh, I want to go here, but the GPS has no idea where you are right now. What would you get for directions? Would you even be able to navigate your way there? Would anything even show up on the GPS or are key components of the equation missing? That is how a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to navigate to their success in business. 
they are afraid to put in their real starting point. They don't want to drop the pin because they think they're too far behind or they're going to be found out or they're basing their own progress on somebody else's journey. And instead, they do what feels safer. They create this safe looking and feeling starting place that automatically puts them off on the wrong foot, but makes them feel like they're in a good space, right? They say they're making more money than they are. They say they have more freedom of time than they do. They say they have a better marriage than they have. Um, they they paint a visual of their business different than what it truly is or what their experience is. And I saw this firsthand with somebody that I worked with a few years back, and it broke my heart for her. It broke my heart for her because she came to me with incredible vision and goals, and she's an awesome mom and a really good-hearted person. But she was crippled by the idea of letting the world know where she really was at that juncture. She had just walked through some financial hardships that had really nothing to do with her business because it was, you know, from past experiences in her life. So there's no shame in that, right? She was she was dealing with it. She was giving the appearance like she had been in business for a really long time when she had really just opened the doors. She made it sound like she had all of these incredible clients and the testimonials on her website weren't real. And then when you go to her programs on her site, she had all these programs that said they were sold out and waitlist, but they hadn't even come into existence yet. She had to give off this vibe and this energy like, I've got it all together. I'm amazing. Everybody wants my stuff. I'm killing it. So much so that she took out an astronomical business loan to be able to say that she made, I'm using air quotes, made that much money that year because it didn't sit well with her that uh, she wasn't a, didn't have a profitable year. So she was willing to take personal hits financially, willing to take personal hits in her life to keep up this image that she thought was necessary in order to ultimately reach the success she wanted. But what she didn't realize was that was stripping her from the possibility of that success she wanted. Because you can't get to the success that you're destined for as the wrong person, as the fake version of you, from the wrong starting point. You're not going to get the right directions there. And you're going to be discouraged and disappointed as you try to navigate your way there and, and keep stumbling and wondering why. It, it takes a lot of energy to live a lie. It takes a lot of energy to keep up a facade so that you don't get found out. And more of your energy, more than you realize, is going into that than it is into your own growth, into your business's growth, into your life with your family. So you cannot chase two rabbits and catch them both. You are too busy chasing this image that you think you have to hold up, that you can't chase the vision that you have for your life. This specific issue is why I took a break from masterminds and created my own. Literally, I was gaining so much from masterminds. I've, I've told the story many times. When I joined my first mastermind, it was when I broke my financial plateau. I had my first seven-figure year. We like three exercises of the company. Everything was amazing. And I've done so many of them. I've invested over a half a million dollars more at this point in participating in masterminds for myself. So I see the huge value in them massive, but they always came with this weird energy in the room. I wanted to come into a space where I could feel safe to let my guard down and show the truth of what I was navigating 
and be willing to be vulnerable and ask for help and to give guidance where I could, but also to take what I needed. And even the leaders of these groups were setting the stage for this energy, for this facade. And what I saw was a group of people who signed up to access their next level, but couldn't actually find their way there because they weren't willing to be humble or vulnerable enough to grow because it wasn't a safe place to do it. Because everybody was touting their numbers and skewing their numbers and talking about, you know, the, the, the best example I can give. Multiple leaders in a few different masterminds that I was in loved to talk about their launch numbers. Okay, so they would launch an offer and then they would talk about the millions of dollars that launch brought in. And that gave them clout, right? That also makes you feel good. And it got to the point where that was the standard. But what they weren't talking about was how much of those launch numbers was coming home to their family because they were willing to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in ads and putting it out to their affiliates and paying extra team and sales team so that they were hardly making any money on these launches. But it gave the illusion of massive success and they preferred clout over true success because it's really hard and it's really painful to peel back that curtain and say, hey, this is where I'm really at. And what I found was that's how they were trying to teach us how to grow. It's about what it looks like, not what it is. And I didn't, it didn't work for me. It wasn't helping me tap into who I'm called to be and who I need to be to get to my next level of success. So time after time, I'd be in these spaces and I had coached some of the other members in some of the masterminds. There's overlap, you meet peers, whatever, and they'd come through my circle and I'd do programs with them. And I would, I knew the intricacies of their business because we had gone over their numbers or we'd gone over their processes or we'd gone over their issues that they'd had with their team and the turnover and the leadership struggles because one-on-one they were willing to let that guard down in the hopes of having growth. But then in the group setting, all of those struggles went away pretend went away. And they made it sound like they were just fine. And I'm sitting there listening to this disconnect because I literally witnessed the financials of that business or the struggles that someone was facing in their business. And hearing them talk like they're thriving in all of those categories because it was too painful to let these competitors in to know the truth or let these leaders that were talking all about this clout to know the truth, because that would be harder than actually dropping the pin and finding their way to where they want to go. Therefore, nobody grew. (laughs) Nobody was growing. Nobody was seeing uh, success. They might see a spike in their launch, but again, the money was hemorrhaging or it wasn't even what they really wanted to be doing or wasn't building a business for freedom. It wasn't any of the things they wanted. So it started to become a really toxic thing for me where I'd be in there and I'd have a hard time even taking the advice of some of these leaders because I knew there was a lack of integrity there. And I get it. It is really hard to be in front of a group of people and share the areas where you can improve because you want to be the leader. You want to be the one, you know, shining the light forward and saying, I've got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, I used to suffer with that stuff too, but now I'm, I'm golden. But that's just not the way it works. 
So that's why I, I took a hiatus. And that's what inspired me to create my incubator program was I want to be alongside high achievers. I want to run with people who are fighting for big dreams, who have found success, but are willing to admit that life is cyclical. And sometimes they're in a stage of success, and sometimes they're in a stage of ruin. And sometimes they're facing uh, big wins at the same time that they're facing major battles. And I want to talk about all of it. And I want the egos to take a backseat. So that was a big driver for me because you cannot grow in that state of smoke and mirrors. You just can't. You just can't. And we're going to talk about why, what you can do instead, and what's preventing people from letting that go. Growth comes from awareness, okay? Growth and possibility come from a willingness to identify where your starting place really is, a willingness to admit where you have potential to grow, right? So there's a huge danger in smoke and mirrors. I've witnessed this time and time again, both in my peers and people I've coached. I've struggled with it myself, very much admittedly, where I'd get in, it's like a new level, new devil thing where you get into this new category of success and you're like, oh, now I have to be somebody else. Or I have to pretend like I've made it farther than I have or else I'm going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. And I was coaching someone in one of my programs who is an awesome guy. And he came in so strong, so, so willing to ask questions and be coached and to, to serve, but also to really be vulnerable and willing to share where he was struggling or what he was facing with his team or what went wrong with the last launch or whatever. And then there was this shift as people started to see some success in the group that immediately something was triggered in him that he had to come in as the teacher like he had to be the one that had it all together and no longer was he asking questions. Like it was like he was above everything. Even though I knew the behind the scenes of the business, there were still some holes that needed to be filled. But he wanted to give off this persona like he knew it all. He didn't need to be coached. And it closed him off to two things. He invested a lot of money in this program, but it closed him off to two possibilities. Connection and networking within the group because people lost respect for him. People saw through the facade because they saw how he started and then they saw who he chose to become. So he lost that opportunity to have people in his corner willing to share their wisdom with him to help him grow. And that's the second piece. He lost growth opportunity because when you close yourself off to being coached because you'd rather look a certain way than be, quote, found out that you need help or that you're human, uh, you lose the opportunity for wisdom and, and possibility. And that pain of admitting a need for growth trumped the pain of never even having the growth because there's always the option of pretending. There's another person that I've worked with who, when we first started working together, had this unbelievable following on social media, almost a million followers. And when I was working with him, it was when he was launching a book. And we were talking about how to leverage his audience because he had a really powerful audience. And as it came time to get ready for the book launch, I could see his nerves around leveraging his social media audience. And I'm like, what? what's the hesitation? Like you have almost a million followers and 
it was heartbreaking because what had happened was he had paid a service to buy followers. Almost none of them were organic or engaged. If you looked at his story views, out of the million followers, he'd maybe have like a hundred views. It made no sense until I found out that he was willing to pay for that facade because it was too painful because some of the peers he was working uh, you know, amidst had big followings. And then there was a time where someone, he had a really huge speaking opportunity and they wanted to come him to come talk about how he grew his following because he had such a big following and he couldn't speak to it. <laughs> he couldn't take on that amazing opportunity because he didn't know. He didn't grow an amazing following. So let go of all of the things that you think you have to be and start to tap into who you're called to be because that's where the magic's really going to happen. When we kicked off our incubator, the first call, the first call is dedicated to stripping away the ego because I know what it's like to come into a space of high achievers and it's overwhelming and it's hard and it's like you're automatically, because you're human, starting to compare yourself and you hear this person get introduced as a multi-million dollar earner and this person took these stages and this person has the book and you're sitting there thinking of all the things you don't have. So we had to create an even playing field from day one because my goal within this program is true transformation and trajectory change, both in business and personally in leadership. And there is no way to access that when you are allowing your ego to drive. And they immediately connected through their vulnerability and struggle. So the first call we talk about Where are you failing right now? Where are you struggling most? What do you need from this group? And I have the radar now when someone's like sugarcoating it because they're embarrassed and I will call them out. There's a layer deeper to that. Go deeper on it. And it's super uncomfortable. But as soon as they do it, the band-aid's ripped off and they have friends in their corner. They have other people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm going through that too. Or I just went through that. Or you know, I've been fearing that. And now they have that connection that's going to help them propel forward. So it's such a critical piece. So I want to walk through a couple things that uh, this concept of keeping up with the Joneses, smoke smoke and mirrors, whatever you want to call it, what it can do, the damage it can do. It can take you out of creativity. You are less innovative, less inspired, right? Because you're not operating as you. When you're driving a car and your eyes are going to the car next to you, and then the radio, and then your phone, it's going to take you off your path, right? That's when you start to hit the, hopefully they have those little grooved edges to tell you that you're going off the road, or you hear someone honk at you. It takes you out of your lane and your headspace, and it distracts you. And you can't be creative and innovative when you're looking at what everybody else is doing. So one of my key things that I do. I have three days a week that are dedicated solely to content creation and just, you know, massaging and creating my own ideas. And the rule of thumb is on those days, I go inward first. So I'll pray, I'll journal, but I won't pick up somebody else's book to start that day, right? I won't listen to somebody else's podcast to start that day because I want to know what's coming from within. I don't want to compare to anybody else. I don't want to get Um, sidetracked by anyone else's ideas. I want to learn how to leverage my own wisdom, knowledge, and thoughts on things. 
But when you're in that place of comparing and then putting up the facade, you are not inspired, right? You are surviving. You're doing what you have to do to look a certain way. It also takes you off the path to your ultimate vision and to possibility. When you're operating as someone inauthentic, right? You're inauthentic to you and your values, to what really makes you tick, to what you believe, to who you are, then you can't cast or pursue the vision that's actually for you, like the real you. You're working towards something from a distorted place. And like I said, in the very beginning, you haven't dropped the pin. You're not going to get the proper directions to get there, right? And then the other key piece is you start valuing the wrong things. If you have to keep up appearances to make you sound successful, you value your persona than more than what's real, what's possible for you. If you care more about what people think that you make, you're letting money be the driver for you. And I've yet to meet someone whose God was money that found true success. And if you give off the energy like you never need help, or you always know what you're doing, or you yeah but every coach that you ever have, you won't open yourself up to possibility of guidance and wisdom and opportunities. And that leads into the third thing of stripping yourself of opportunities. When you try to manufacture something, right, a facade, a persona, you let your ego drive so that you can protect yourself, you're operating as a fake version of you. So you're fully out of integrity and out of congruence and you're in hypocrisy. So you'll start to attract what you deserve. You'll start to attract what you deserve as you choose to operate in that state. People are here to buy into you, the real you. So if you're not him or her, then you don't get the glory of what's really waiting for you. And this slows you down. For years, in my earlier stages of business, I was looking to the side more than I was looking ahead. I was looking at what everybody else was doing, what they were wearing. Like before I'd go to a conference, oh, so hard to even admit. Before I'd go to a conference, I would look up last year's conference and see what everybody was wearing to make sure that I was dressed like them so that I would fit in, so that I would look and give off the illusion of, you know, a certain appearance or a certain level of success. I would buy things I didn't even like because that was what was trendy and that's what other people were doing and that's what the successful people were doing so people would mistake me as one of the successful people. And one year, finally, when I started to grow up out of this because I realized it wasn't serving me and I was, I felt like crap, like just hot garbage all the time because I was just like, man, why can't I get to my vision and my goals? Well, of course I can't get there because I'm not even me. And I had achieved something really big in my business. And I was going to be recognized on stage at this conference of 30,000 other leaders. And I remember I, we had brought our youngest at the time with us. I was still breastfeeding. And I had this really fancy dress picked out because that's what everybody wore, like a gown or something really fancy to be recognized. And I'm staring at it and Michael's like, hey, we're going to be late. Are you going to you know, get dressed. And I'm like, I don't want to wear this. Like I have to breastfeed my kid at this event. I can't even, you know, I can't even access what I need to, to be able to do that. 
I don't feel like myself yet because I'm still like in my postpartum body. I don't, I don't even like gowns. I don't like dresses. I hate wearing heels. Like, what am I doing? And he's like, what are you doing? What do you want to wear? And I was like, I want to wear friggin' jeans and a t-shirt. Like I'm comfortable in jeans and a t-shirt. I am me. These are the clothes that I chose to wear like in my normal days at this conference. He's like, then wear them, Liz. What are you doing? Just, just wear what what's you? And I wore it and I took the stage and I still have the picture there. I'm flanked by like, you know, 30, 40 other people who are achieving or receiving an award. And I'm the only one in jeans. I'm the only one not in some kind of, you know, fancy wear, but I'm actually in jeans and my Chuck sneakers. And I had more people come up to me after that moment to say thank you for doing that like it is so ridiculous the pomp and circumstance and these gowns that these women buy and I was like you know what I I wasn't doing it for a statement I was doing it because this is who I am but it felt really good to shift into who I am not who I think I should be because you you just can't access the gold that's for you when you're trying to get there as not you (laughs) it's just not possible so to wrap up, you have something, you have many things waiting for you. Things that have been the whisper in your ear or what your gut tells you or what you hear when you pray or when you journal that you are suppressing because you feel like in order to get there, you would have to let your guard down. You'd have to be coached. You'd have to be honest, right? You would have to drop the pin. And I am telling you, the discomfort of doing that is what will reveal the possibility that you're seeking. You cannot access what you want most as a version of yourself that is not true. So go inward before you go outward. Stop comparing yourself. Stop using someone else's benchmark as your own. Let go of whatever the industry says or the world says or your peers say and tap into what's you. Those are the people that really stand out. Otherwise, you just blend in. Just another girl in a gown on a stage that blends in with the rest of them. Be you. And if this episode speaks to you, please share it. Share it with the world. Get out there. Let more people realize that they can have the permission to be authentic and true to who they really are. Thanks for tuning in. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.